listening to Dear Lash Artists. I'm your host, Mitzi Hernandez. I went from being a broke single mom working in factories and warehouses to a thriving lash artist with a six-figure business. I am living a life I never thought was possible for me, an undocumented immigrant from Mexico. Now, I teach Latina lash artists that are feeling stuck, discouraged, and frustrated how to build a lash business that gives them financial freedom, more free time to spend with their loved ones, and a new love for lashing. I'm leading a movement to empower Latina lash artists to raise their prices, double their income, and become the women they're destined to be. Now, let's jump into the show. Hi guys, it's me Mitzi. Okay, I'm trying to like get comfortable so you're probably gonna hear me like knocking around and my son's in the background so you might hear him knocking around also. But like I promised, I am on my consistent energy. So here I am delivering another weekly podcast. Okay, so before we get started, I'm going to change the way that my podcast is a little bit. So I kind of want it to feel like me and you are just in a room chopping it up and no one else is there. And it's just this private conversation between me and you. So I'm going to try that for a little bit and I'm going to see how that works. And if it doesn't work, then I'll go back to my old way where like I have a topic and I expand on the topic instead of me just kind of going with the flow. So for today's episode, first and foremost, honey, I want to touch on the fact that this damn submersible This Titanic submersible has had me in a chokehold all fucking week, okay? You can ask my son. Literally every night before bed, I just like sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll. No joke. Last night, I did not go to bed until three in the morning because I was up looking at the differences between first class, second class, and third class in the Titanic and how many people died in first class versus third class. Yeah, that's the type of shit I've been doing. I have been talking my lash clients ears off about this damn submersible. So now that I got to talk your ear off a little bit about the submersible, let's jump into today's topic. So today's topic is charging your worth as a lash artist. Okay, I'm sure you've heard me talk about it. I'm sure you've heard a bunch of other lash artists talk about it. I'm sure every lash trainer you go to tells you the importance of this. But you know what I've been realizing recently? What the fuck does that even mean? Right? Like when you tell someone like, girl, make sure you charge your worth, it can get really convoluted and really complicated and really weird because everybody's sense of worth is different, right? Like how many times have we met someone who is just not a good lash artist? She has a stank attitude, so she doesn't even have good customer service. She's just charging whatever she wants to and she's getting paid for it. It can be confusing for you who is a great lash artist, who has amazing customer service, how come I can't seem to bring myself to charge more? So if that sounds like you, baby girl, or if you're just wondering like, what the fuck does that even mean? This episode is for you. So I devised a list, a checklist for you to just look over and be like, 
am I charging my worth? Do I need to charge more? I'm never going to tell you to charge less. So never look at this checklist and be like, damn, I'm not hitting all the points. Maybe I should charge less. Because no, that's not what I mean. First, have you been lashing longer than one year? If your answer is yes, then honey, you deserve a lot. Do you have more than three clients that deal with extensions falling out randomly? What I mean by that is, if you were to look at your client list right now, can you name three girls off the top of your head who is always having to deal with the fact that her lashes are falling out randomly? If you can name three or more clients, you need to assess that. And if you're thinking of raising your prices, I personally would not advise that. I think you really need to get your retention under control before you start really reaching for the stars when it comes to the amount that you're charging. Third prerequisite or question I want you to really ponder on. Can 80% of your clients make it to three weeks without going bald? Okay, let me say that one more time. Without going bald. If your answer is yes, if at three weeks, 80%, not 100, because we all know some clients require a little bit more than others. If 80% of your clientele, so count how many clients you have, count how many girls would make it, and then you can figure out what percentage you're at. Can 80% of your clients make it to three weeks without going bald? If your answer is yes, baby girl, you need to charge more. You deserve to charge whatever the fuck you want. Your worth is very, very high because a lot of lash artists cannot accomplish this. If you're one of those people who 80% of your clientele cannot make it to three weeks, back to the last prerequisite that I came up with, I want you to work on your retention. Now, side note, I do wanna say that this prerequisites, if you don't meet them, I don't want you to be like, one, I mean, you're welcome, obviously, to get angry or feel any kind of way. I'm not going to tell you how to feel, but I would prefer you not beat yourself up or beat me up mentally because, bitch, I'm just stating actual facts on what creates a top-notch lash artist who should always charge more. And this are the bare minimum, right? Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't talked about fans. I haven't talked like, do you make your own fans? Do you use pre-made fans? Do you give your lash clients water and snack? Like, no, I haven't talked about any of that shit because we're talking specifically about what truly matters to clients. And what matters to clients is that their fucking lashes stay. I haven't talked about styling. Are you good at styling? Are you not? Like, because none of that shit really matters. All that is client preference. But this shit that I'm talking about when it comes to retention, that's very important. So I say all that to say that if you're listening to this and you don't meet this requirement, I don't want you to beat yourself up or get angry at me. I just want you to be like, okay, this is a goal that I want to reach. And now I know where I have holes in my lash business and what I need to work on. Because sometimes people are too worried about working on how to market their lash business and get more people in. But 60% of their clients 
at the two week mark are bald. In reality, you need to be focusing on the retention because you're essentially gonna have to become an amazing marketer because you're not gonna retain any of the clients that come. So in order for you to constantly make money, new people are gonna have to come in because if you have bad retention, people will not stay. So if you find that that's you, that is completely okay. Just understand, okay, my focus is to get my retention better. I do not teach anything about retention, but there are many lash artists that do. So if you are in that phase of your lash business, that's okay. Just try to get your retention up to par so that you can truly charge your quote unquote worth and charge what you want to charge. Okay, next question. How many times in one week, one working week, are you running late for an appointment? If the appointment's at 12 o'clock, you need to have that 12 o'clock client walking in through your room if they're ready. If you have a 12 o'clock appointment and you don't let your last client leave till 12.01 and your new client isn't walking in till 12.03, I want you to count that as you running late. I'm gonna make a whole podcast episode about every single point I'm touching and I'm gonna elaborate so that you can really truly know what I'm talking about. So this is just a little teaser. If you don't run late, except once or twice in one week for every single appointment, baby girl, you need to charge your worth. You deserve everything. And the very last question, do your clients complain about their eyes burning? Do they water a lot? Or do they have redness in their eyes when they open up their eyes to get up from the service? If the answer is yes, Then again, similar to retention, you really need to focus on that instead of wanting to charge more, wanting to focus on marketing more. You really need to get that down because that is completely unacceptable. If you are someone that has that happen, it's a very easy fix. When I do a podcast episode specifically about that one thing, I will talk a lot about what to do and how to prevent that from happening. So I know, I know that this is a short episode. I'm sorry about that. Like I said, I am trying to be consistent and I have a lot going on with my business and home life and this damn submersible has just had me in a chokehold. I promise that Every episode after this will be much longer. I'm going to go into detail on each point that I touched on today so that you can truly understand what I mean. You can really analyze where you are on the scale of what should I charge? What does it mean to charge my worth? What do I need to work on? How do I essentially retain clients and keep them and create a cult-like following so that I can reach six figures this year or at least start making over $10,000 every single month so that I can eventually make six figures in one year. Thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate it. I have not been a consistent queen on Instagram. So if you are sending me messages on Instagram, I am so sorry. I'm probably getting back to you very late, but you can find me on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. Whoop, whoop. And I have a lot of fun on TikTok. I like the content I make on TikTok. So if you're on TikTok, go find me, girl. I'm up there. Until then, I will see y'all next week. Have a very good day.